Let's get it. Welcome to Chalk Talk. I'm your host, Jack Hampton. This is my co-host, Cooper Neal. What's up, what's up, Coop? How you doing, my guy? As always, surviving and thriving. How are you? I'm good, man. I love to hear that. We have so very much to get into today, including a viral NBA player got cut just 24 hours before John Morant's returned. Kenny Lofton. You remember him? I remember that 300-pound oaf. Yeah, we'll talk about his dieting and what actually got him cut. You see the two jaw jerseys on us. We didn't even plan it, but we, we are seeing John Moran's Memphis return on Thursday. We want to tell you everything we need to know about what to expect there. And John makes his debut tomorrow in New Orleans against Zion Williamson. Speaking of Zion Williamson, we're also going to touch on Anthony Edwards breaking his silence on his leaked abortion request. Similar, similar uh, Zion Williamson yeah. note there with the baby mama drama. But first, Cooper's Dallas Cowboys had their soul absolutely ripped out of their heart in Buffalo. And it's Monday, so let's play Jack in the Box, where I give an NFL statement, and Cooper says if it's true or false. He's got a lot to get off his chest about the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. So true or false, the Cowboys will finish as a five seed, Cooper Neal. This is 1,000% true. Um, not only do we still have a daunting schedule left, uh, but the Eagles have a cupcake schedule. There is a world where we still get the two seed because we beat – we went out and they lose to the Giants. That's not happening, let's mm -hmm. be honest, because the Cowboys are frauds. Mm. That's my first headline. Tell me more. The Cowboys are frauds. And uh, it is because – there was a blueprint given out, I think, like week three, week four, when we went to Arizona and we lost a clunker of a game, and everybody was like, ah, oh, it's a one-off. Cowboys now three and four on the road. Losses to Arizona, Philly, uh, San Francisco, and now Buffalo. Buffalo. So, fun fact. Um, you want to know why we've lost four games, Jay? Why is that? Because um, we're soft and have no run defense. In the four losses the Dallas Cowboys have taken to the 49ers, Bills, Cardinals and Eagles, we have given up an average of 191.75 rushing yards in those games. Mm. In our 10 wins, we've only given up 87. Mm. So the way the Cowboys have like lulled people to sleep, making them believe that they're an actual good football team, um, is because they are like a bulk of shirts. They jump on you fast and then they suck the life out of you and just squeeze you down. And the way they do that is because their defense is predicated on knowing what the offense is about to do. Yep. When you jump out in front of them, they, can't, they have to abandon something. You can't just keep doing your game plan. You have to throw it out the window and just start trying to get points back mm -hmm. in a hurry. So they just drop back and pass. And that allows Micah Parsons to do his thing. That allows Trayvon Diggs when he's healthy. Deron Bland. That allows them all to do their things. That allows the Cowboys to play small and have like four safeties on the field at one time and use them as linebackers. Mm -hmm. But when another team does it to them, they cannot stop the run because they are small and undisciplined in run gaps. The best run defender on this team is Demarcus Lawrence. It's not even close. He's the best run defender probably in my lifetime as a Cowboys fan, but he's top five in Cowboys history of the way he just sets the edge, of the way he just analyzes and reads a run. But that's not the way to beat the Cowboys with the mm. run. It's going to that other side. Micah Parsons. It's going to Micah Parsons. I love him to death. He's one of the best defenders in the game right now. They – there was a stat posted yesterday. Him and Miles Garrett are literally heads and tails above every single other human when it comes to pass and I rushing. And I asked you on our first stream before we had a computer malfunction, and now we're back. It's all good. I have the best co-host in the world. I asked you about Shaq Leonard. Was it the not signing him? And you said. I said no, and this, this is my reason. Dan Quinn likes to play the safeties up in the linebacker positions. He likes yeah. to have that versatility, that speed in the passing game because – 
again, the Cowboys defense likes to play when they know you're passing Mm -hmm. because it just allows them to do so many more things, be more athletic than you. I remember one of the first times Jalen Hurts played in Dallas, we had a safety spying him the whole game. Mm -hmm. And he had one of his worst games of his career. He threw a pick six to Trayvon with uh, Nick Saban on the Manning broadcast. Like, I mean, it was just an atrocious game. And it was because he had never seen safeties everywhere on the field and one even going toe-to-toe mirroring Mm -hmm. him. And Dan Quinn's really good at that, but this run scheme, it doesn't do anything. That's why we took a guy that probably shouldn't have been taken in the first round in Mozzie Smith because he was a run stopper. Yep. But it's the edge. And the I think the only way to solve it is by on run downs, moving Micah back to a linebacker. I think that's the only way you can solve it because he needs to be able to use his athleticism and get to the edge because he's not good at setting the Third edge. Third and long as situations. A, yes. Yeah, put him back there. I love that. Um, James Cook had a career day yeah. yesterday. Best day of his life. I was shocked. I did not watch the game. I was with family all weekend. And looking at the articles and what the key takeaways were, James Cook and the Buffalo Bills, Sean McDermott like entered that with a plan, as you said, yep. to jump on them. And they did and were able to run the football heavily down the stretch let's switch to the other side of the ball the offensive end Dak Prescott this time last week was ahead in MVP odds now he is not Brock Purdy is back up there Cooper as a Cowboys fan true or false Dak Prescott still the MVP no I I just can't if Brock Purdy didn't have the four touchdown game and they blow out the Cardinals maybe we could have a conversation but I just don't think this is true and honestly if Brock Purdy has a clunker of a game, I'd rather them just give the award to Christian McCaffrey, who's Ooh. having like one of the best statistical seasons. I understand it's a quarterback award, but like Dak's going to be hard pressed to get it. Christmas Monday Night Football Ravens Forty Niners next True. week, number one versus number one. That is an MVP moment for Brock Purdy. I think the NFL will end up giving it to Purdy, but if it's me, Dak Prescott has done more with less. I know he had a thirty-eight QBR yeah. against the Bills yesterday. But C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks, he has weapons, but it's not the same system that is in uh, the 49ers. Brock Purdy is well-deserving of a top-three MVP vote. He is a great, great all-pro quarterback. Dak Prescott, I just think, has been a little bit better this year. And that's fair. And I know I just, like, bashed the defense for five seconds. But, like, on the offensive side, the reason it's as bad as it was yesterday, like, the reason you lose to the 49ers is as bad as you lose to them. The reason you lose to the Bills is as bad as you lose to them. Mm-hmm. When another team, Boa Constrictors, the Cowboys, their offense is not built on, all right, let's just drop back and pass mm-hmm. it every play. All right, let's just drop back, hand the ball off every play. They can't do that. They have to be balanced in this scheme that Mike McCarthy's using, which has been great this year. Mm-hmm. The turnovers are limited. Dak's played incredible. CeeDee Lamb's played incredible. But we can't just hard-nose run the ball if we're not up. You had mentioned something about like a TV breaking and I didn't know if that was a shaky like Oh, yeah. stand or like well, something <sighs> faulty there. Or? I mean, to be honest, the dresser I got it on is probably a little too small. Like it's okay. it fits just right, but I mean, one one fell swoop of my fist through the TV was probably going to knock it off. Did um, you just remove yourself from that situation? I just removed myself from the situation, Smart. you know. I, I just went to play Madden, which wasn't really boosting the morale. Hey, um, that's very mature of you though. <laughs> But I turned the game off when it was like twenty four to three, and I was like, "Yeah, this ain't yeah, it ain't yeah. happening today." Like, because I know good and well, like when a team runs the ball the way I mean, the Cardinals did it to us. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one of those things that yes, we almost came back and won that game because the Cardinals are the Cardinals. But yeah. like, when a team and it also didn't help that Zach Martin got hurt. I do know that like that's a storyline out there. But Zach Martin shouldn't make, make your offense break. just yes. go in that. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I was having such a good weekend. You know, 
the Memphis Tigers basketball team upset Clemson, who is un, uh, a top top ten team, I believe, yeah. or something like that. They were close, 13, 11, somewhere in there. They were undefeated, and that just made uh, the Ole Miss win look a little bit better. You know, mm-hmm. still undefeated. Watch that team just manhandle somebody. Ole Miss is coming in the transfer portal. Got the transfer king on my side. You know, I was having a great weekend. Mm-hmm. And then the Cowboys did that, you know. So, I, I just turned it off. Turned it off. Played Madden. Went, went and played a few board games with some friends. Well, Cooper. The good thing is it's Jaw Week. It is okay. Jaw Week. It's all good vibes like, on Jaw Week. This, I don't give a shit what happens this week. This jersey might not come off. I no. might wear it to work tomorrow. Uh, I slept in it last night, actually. Uh, <laughs> I was going to go a step further. <laughs> I mean, you could. No. You I'll could pause. go I'll a step farther. Pause, pause, oh, okay. pause, pause, pause. I forgot. This is a PG-13 this is a clean, clean. rated podcast. <laughs> instead of, I got you. I got we'll you. go X next week. <laughs> we'll go X. We'll go X on Thursday. 100%. Oh, yeah. After we yeah, see John we're going Gerson, X yeah, on Thursday. 100%. We're going X on Thursday. Let's switch to the other side of that game. The Buffalo Bills, as I said, James Cook took over. Josh Allen is an X factor. He's cut down turnovers. Since they had that switch in OC, he looks like a completely different quarterback. True or false, the Buffalo Bills will 100% make the playoffs. I'll go first on this one. I'm going to say true because of their remaining schedule. It is the Chargers, Patriots, and Dolphins. If they just go 2-1 and one in that stretch, the Chargers without a coach, the Patriots who are hapless, and they, they can even lose to the Dolphins. Go 2-1, and one, they finish 10-7. and seven. I think looking at the Colts, Texans, and um, I think that is the two Bengals. teams are Bengals. Bengals. The eight, other eight and six teams, I tend to favor the team that actually has their quarterback, not Jake Browning, not Gardner Minshew, and not Case Keenum. 100% is just a lot for me to say right now, honestly. And it's not even a knock on them. This is the best eight and six football team in football right now. And if they do somehow make the playoffs, watch out because that is not a team I want to face, especially with the fact that they moved on from their OC and they brought in Joe Brady, who – had like nobody remembers Joe Burrow's junior year. Yep. They only remember that senior year when him and Joe Brady met up yep. and took the NCAA by storm, had one of the best college football teams in the history of college football. Joe Brady has changed his offense. James Cook is running like a madman and you're not you're still not even having to use Stefan Diggs yep. at all. Like Diggs, I think like first five weeks he was averaging like hundred and twenty yards a game, but they were losing. Mm-hmm. And then the last like eight weeks he's only had like fifty sixty. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting there and you're like how are they winning games if he's not doing that? And it's because they're balanced. They're avoiding the uh, turnovers that Josh Allen has. So, like, 100% is a lot for me to say right now. I do think they can make the playoffs, but the fact that they don't have any of the tiebreakers does scare me a little bit. I do believe that eventually Jake Browning and or Garner Minshew are coming back down to earth. So, we'll see. But the the Titans could have helped them out if they knew how to play football against Case Keenum, who I didn't even know was still in the league. I told you the reason I was crestfallen about the Dolphins' loss is because I know what the Titans have been. DeAndre Hopkins yelling at Will Levis. Yeah. Will Levis yelling at one of the greatest receivers to ever touch the field That's all right. when he's a rookie. Uh, Derrick Henry now saying that he's this is his final year in Tennessee. The Dolphins should have not lost that game. We'll get to them and what they did later. Um that's why I was so mad. Tennessee had no business beating the Dolphins. Yeah, facts. Well, I want to give us a shout out real quick because you and I can namaste, namaste, take a deep breath because we made it back to the place <laughs> where the computer, where my computer died, and now we're on a fully new stream. So those of you that you know the the handful that were here for the first live stream, I'm sorry, but we're back. We're doing we're the full good. one. We're good. We re-ran everything we did. I think we did better that I time. do, too. I, honestly. We still a, have 45 minutes. Yeah, we're still chilling. We are still chilling. Let's, still chilling. Let's talk about uh, a Jack in the Box that's a little closer to Jack's home. Uh, it's 
Baker Mayfield, 381 yards and four touchdowns in Lambeau Field. You talked, you gave me a stat about this, and what was that stat, Cooper? Uh, Baker Mayfield is now one of two quarterbacks in the NFL history to have a perfect passer rating at Lambeau Field, and the other guy to do it is Aaron Rodgers. Happened to play there for about 10, 11, 12 years Mm -hmm. and played there (laughs) more than four times in his career or something crazy like that. So, shout out Baker. Shout out Baker. And you had an apology. You gave something good off your chest. Making you do it twice is tough, huh? I know, that's hard. I do have to apologize. This this jack-in-the-box is true. Uh, this Bucks team has found a, a – definitely a guy to build around under center. I think Baker has turned a corner. Um, I think he's getting some of that mojo back that he used to have yeah. in Oklahoma, which made him be the number one mm-hmm. pick. And I think it was kind of taken out of him with the, <clears throat> with the Browns debacle, the OBJ debacle, getting cut, going to Carolina – Dealing with Carolina, getting traded. Like, I just feel like he was out of sorts. He found his rhythm, and he's found his stride. They're going to be a playoff team this year. So, for that, I do have to apologize because I did not believe I you when you said that. it. I'm so glad I got you your favorite quarterback's jersey, Will Levis, coming up. It's just a tease. It's just a tease, everybody. <laughs> Santa Crip over don't, here. Don't give me, don't give me an erection right now. Oh, I didn't get you. I, 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 gotta, I, I, gotta, I can assure you, you, I didn't get you a Baker Mayfield jersey. Okay, I got you your, your real favorite quarterback jersey. Okay, got you. I got, I, you know how you gave me a Dak jersey? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm replacing your Dak jersey. I'm just getting uh, rid of it. Just, okay. just for fun. Got you. I see a little. I'm gonna throw out <laughs> tease to a Christmas gift. Okay, it is a tease to a Christmas gift, but we'll get to that. That's you the fifth headline. You see it up on screen. Baker Mayfield has reached a turning point in his career. I think this is true as well. It's amazing what happened when you don't have four coaches and four years for the Cleveland Browns. It's amazing what happens when one of your best wide receivers, dad is putting together clips of you missing his son and Odell Beckham Jr. Baker, again, four systems, four years, and still took the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs down to the wire in the postseason. Then, cut ties there, ugly ending. Carolina, he never had a chance there. Mm -hmm. Matt Rule, Got fired that year. And Bryce Young had a chance. Like and nobody Bryce has. Young had no chance. Nobody has a chance in Carolina. He gets traded midseason to the L.A. Rams, and he leads them to a victory. Another horrible situation. I said before the season, everybody else, not you, everybody on TV, Cooper, had the Buccaneers consistently last in the NFC South. The Buccaneers are about to win this division for the third year in a row, and nobody called it. But you? But me. But I didn't you. think they'd win but it. You. I think they'd be in second. He has reached a turning point because of that victory. It's led to winning. And Mike Evans did not want to play with Baker. Yeah. And now he does because yeah. he's seen that. They have it rolling. And you know all about Rashad White. Yeah, because he's, been he's on killing your fantasy it. team. Oh, my God. I know. I know that they will get probably beat by the Dallas Cowboys in the fourth or in the first round of the playoffs in the wild card. They will be the four seed. Dallas will likely be the five. Uh, but them just making it there is something to be found. I have said consistently he is a franchise quarterback in this league. There is not 32 quarterbacks better than Baker Mayfield on this planet. Yeah. He has proved that this year. I'm asking you now, if you had a, who are you more fearful of? I think the Cowboys steamroll anybody in the NFC South. Is it them? The Falcons are out of it. Is it them or the Saints? Personally, I'd be more scared if the Saints were there just because of the Saints' defense. Atmosphere, uh, too. The, the atmosphere of the Saints' defense. I 
it's kind of a weird question because I'm I'm nervous about the Bucks offense. But Derek Carr doesn't scare yeah, me. Yeah, that's the thing. Like the Saints offense doesn't scare me one bit, but the defense does. But then you're sitting there and you're like, Baker and that offense is rolling. Like Rashad White's got it clicking. Mike Evans and Baker look like they've been playing together for ten years. But then their defense, you're like, they give up the most yards in the NFL. So like it's 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 an interesting thing. I'd probably be more scared of the Saints just because of their defense and like mm-hmm. we saw what happens if you lose one yeah. offensive lineman for the Cowboys. So I'd be probably a little more scared of them. I'd rather play the Bucks for yep. sure. Yep, I got you. Interesting. Let's move on to my Miami Dolphins. True or false, the Dolphins are still pretenders despite their thirty to nothing Jets win. I'm gonna say true and it's because if you had this flipped from last week with the Cowboys beat the Eagles, are they still pretenders? I'd probably still say that's true, too. Because, like, both of these teams are very similar. They can annihilate the bad teams, and they can lose to the good. Like, it's just – it we, is what it we is. We have the face-off of pretenders next yeah, week. Thank we God. Do. The Dolphins, Cowboys, I think it's true as well. Uh, each of these teams, Dallas and Miami, walk into next week with something to prove. I can't wait to watch that game. That is it for Jack in the Box. We're going to get to NFL power rankings now. I'll give you the top five NFL teams of the week. And also, Cooper has a brand-new segment with the MVP ladder. My top five NFL teams this week, number one, obviously, has not changed. The 49ers at 11-3. and three. Uh, The Ravens did jump the Cowboys yeah. at two. Ravens are 11-3 and three now. Cowboys are number three still at 10-4. and four. I had to give them the nod over the Eagles because of that Big recent teams. blowout yeah. win. Eagles are stand, saying Pat at four at ten and three. I had the Dolphins at five before that Monday night debacle last week, and even though they beat the Jets thirty to nothing yesterday, I could not put them above the Chiefs because of that head-to-head win. The Chiefs are nine and five. I know the Dolphins are nine and four, but they do have the head-to-head win. First two team out: Dolphins ten and four, and the Lions ten and four. I don't have a qual with this, honestly. All right, good. I, don't, I don't disagree. Good, good. All right, that's good reasoning for everything. Shout out to the 49ers. They're probably one, and then the next closest is like 10, yeah. <laughs> like if we're being realistic. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like next week we get the Battle of Pretenders, Cowboys, Dolphins, and we get the uh, Battle of the Number Ones. Yep. So 49ers I'm excited Ravens. for next it's gonna week. It's going to be interesting. Let's talk about your MVP ladder. So texted my boy today during lunch, sitting there eating eating mm-hmm. some pizza. And I was like, you know, this what could kind be of pizza fun. Were you eating? Uh, my mom had some cauliflower crust, uh, yeah. pepperoni, bell pepper, and onion. It was pretty good. Um, that's not my typical go-to. Oh, but it's it gluten-free, good. boys. The cauliflower yeah. crust. It was good. Is that it was shit. good. Shout out to Rock and Dough. Um, but uh, you know, I was sitting there. I'm like, what's something that I could do to maybe compliment you a little bit better on these? And I was like, an MVP ladder. You come with the power rankings. That's I'll hit you with the, the MVP ladder. Co-host of all time. We'll bring it in on the NBA power rankings, and I'll mm-hmm. start bringing you the Coop MVP ladder. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be fun. So this week's MVP ladder is pretty simple. Um, we already kind of hit on it. Um, coming in at number three is Dak Prescott. The first one out is Lamar Three Jackson. is Dak Prescott. Three I is Dak Prescott. I was not expecting to hear this. Um, three is Dak Prescott. And my reasoning is this. Yes, they lost, and it wasn't necessarily like, completely on Dak. I mean, you look at both quarterbacks, neither quarterback overwhelmed the other quarterback. Like, Josh Allen flat out said in an interview, I felt like that kid that did nothing in the group project but still got the A. Mm -hmm. Like, and that is true. Like, he did that. They ran the ball down the defense's throat, and it is what it is. Ball control, ball control, ball control. Dak didn't help himself in this game. And I know three is really harsh. It's probably more of the fan of me just being angry and upset about the fact that we just got blown out again on national television. He's got to be careful with the turnovers next week. Javon yeah. Highland and Jalen Ramsey 
and Xavier Howard. Xavier Howard has led the NFL in interceptions. Jalen Ramsey, we know he's one of the best corners in the league. He's got to be careful. Next yeah, time. and that's just what scares me is the fact that he has Dolphins, Lions, Commanders, which I'm not worried about Commanders, but Dolphins, Lions, mm-hmm. Brock Purdy has the Ravens, who, mm-hmm. granted, that's the best pass uh, defense in the league. So, mm-hmm. like, that'll be an interesting game to see. But it's just the fact that they – I just feel like they're going to win out. Like, I really do. On the flip side, bro, Dak will not be touched next week. Jalen Phillips, that injury, has killed Miami's pass rush. They really just have an older version of Bradley Chubb and then Van Ginkle on the other edge. I do love Van Ginkle. I do too, but he's not going to get pressure, especially on the Cowboys' offensive line. He's going to have all day to throw next week. I did want to mention my first one out is Lamar Jackson. Lamar has had a quietly really solid season. He has his best completion percentage of his career. Um, top seven, top eight. In and Mark Andrews yards. has been out for how many yeah. games now? You and, he's know? Been, and that Isaiah Likely dude is awesome. Stepped in like a, uh, like a champ and is just killing it. And he also has like 800 rushing yards. Yep. Um, so had to put him at uh, four, the first one out. And number two is Christian McCaffrey. And that is who beats out Dak Prescott. And Christian McCaffrey is about to eclipse his best rushing year of his career Mm. and then he also brings in 800 receiving yards he has 20 something total touchdowns as a running back I understand this is quarterbacks award nobody in their right mind will have Christian McCaffrey above Dak or Brock Purdy but there is an argument to be made for Christian McCaffrey I was listening to a thing today when I got the MVP idea and right like right before I was on Instagram just going through reels and stuff and there was a question given to JJ Watt they said in 2014 you were robbed of the MVP you had 20 and a half sacks, five defensive touchdowns, like five forced fumbles, all safeties, you name it. They were blowing his stats. They said, uh, you lost the MVP that year. Did you deserve MVP? He said, MVP is a quarterback's award. He goes, and sometimes the MVP is not always the best player in the NFL at the time. And I think that will be the case with Christian McCaffrey this year. I think Christian McCaffrey is heads and tails above every single other player in the NFL, and that's why I'm giving him some praise right here at number two. I remember, dude, this time last year the Niners made a midseason trade for him. Yeah. And everybody thought it was crazy when you and I said that a running back in 2023. Does not change your championship odds. Yeah. That's what everybody said. Yeah. You and I said Christian McCaffrey is different. He's not he just is. a running back. He's built he, different. He made them a championship yeah. team, especially around a young quarterback. Yeah. And, I mean, look at the running backs that the 49ers have, like, dominated with. Mm-hmm. Raheem Mostert. He's literally, like, I mean, he's killing it now, which is awesome. I'm loving mm-hmm. Raheem Mostert's story. But, like, they did it with Raheem Mostert, Elijah Mitchell, um, Tevin Coleman one year, Jared yes. McKinnon one year. Like, they just, they just keep going through these running backs. And then you literally get a guy in Christian McCaffrey – who is every single one of those running backs put together in one. Mm-hmm. And he's more than a running back because he's probably your best receiver. Yeah. <laughs> like, And then your best receiver can also be your best running back. Like, it's They have the weapons to win it all this year, and they are a scary, scary football team because they can do it on both the road and at home. But at number one, obviously, Brock Purdy, um, leading the league in touchdowns at 29 right now, has only seven turnovers, um, and he's tops in passing yards as well. And QBR, I know that's a nerd stat, but he's killing that too. And the crazy thing about this, bro, like the crazy, even crazier than the stats and everything, he is living like us. He has a roommate. Dude, he's making like, I mean, he's making more than obviously. Yeah, yeah. But he's making the lowest amount in a quarterback, like of 60 other I think he's, se- yeah, 73rd or yeah, something. It's in insane. Yeah, he's making less than most backups, and he's the most valuable player in the league. Yeah, it's, wild. it's insane. It's insane. That is... The first edition of MVP Ladder. Love we'll it, Coop. On. Love it. 
we that can was, that was put fantastic. heads together and oh yeah get some graphics going and get some fun things mm-hmm. for y'all oh, but there'll be a graphic next week oh, yeah. for sure let's switch gears you know we start mondays with the nfl finish it with the nba it's the opposite on fridays let's get into the nba it's monday we're playing big deal or no deal long nba season right we got to scythe through what is a big deal what is a no deal first up the clippers They're currently on a seven-game win streak. They've won 12 of their last 15 games. Cooper, big deal or no deal? It's a big deal. Um, And I'm going to throw something at you. Just remind me. I'm going to throw something at you to see if it's a big deal or no deal. But um, this is a big deal. This team has finally found their footing. And I think it started with Russell Westbrook making that decision to come off the bench. I really do. I think him humbling himself, and I think he's at the Mm -hmm. point in his career where he's allowed to do that. But him just being like, look, it doesn't work. Yep. Let me come off the bench. Let me control the second unit. Because that was their issue was the second unit was just abysmal. Um, they have found it. But I'm going to throw it at you before you answer this one. Big or bigger deal than their seven-game win streak. Kawhi Leonard has played all 25 games and Paul George has played 24. I think that's a bigger deal. That's exactly where I was going. I think it's a big deal as well. Kawhi has been a top-five player in the league. Yep, he's back. And Russell Westbrook, it did start with him going to the bench. But there is a – pecking order forming that we did not think was for him. James Harden, I watched him actually shoot off the catch the other night multiple times. That has a lot to do it. Kawhi, to win a championship, you have to have a top five player. Kawhi has formed that, and Paul George and James Harden have fallen back into not role players, but stars in their roles, and it's yeah. been amazing. Yeah. No, the Clippers are a scary basketball team, and it's almost like two – just random white dudes who, you know, occasionally sit in front of a camera with two mics and, you know, sit here and do this thing. It's not like they said the Clippers would be one of the scariest teams when they finally all started playing basketball again. It's not like we said that or anything, you know. I will oh. say this. I was wrong. I thought The James Harden thing we were wrong. The ceiling, the ceiling has changed. Yeah. I thought it had gotten lower. It has gotten higher. Yeah. I didn't see James Harden forming like this. Again, it is December. They have a lot to win, but this is a big deal because – they show me that that championship ceiling is still there. Yeah, 1,000%. All right, next up, speaking of championships, the Celtics are now 14-4 and four against the 19 teams who have winning records. Yeah. 14-4 and four yeah. against all the winning teams in the entire NBA is amazing. This That's is a big insane. deal because <laughs> they are in a contender box of their own. Yeah. They're not even with Denver anymore. It's them and everyone else. Yeah, and I remember when you and I – uh, we're sitting here, I believe, in the summer when we see Peyton P- Pritchard extension. I'm like, what in the hell mm-hmm. are they doing? And then you look out, and Peyton Pritchard's dropping 21 off the bench like it's nothing. Yep. And you're sitting there, and you're like, we were questioning their depth and everything. And I'm like, this team is just lethal. Yeah. And when you get into the playoffs, and it's shortened rotations, and they're dropping seven dudes that can drop 20 on your head like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Whew. And then they defend lights out, too. Like, I mean, this team is just – Scary good. Mm-hmm. Scary good. This is a massive deal. The, the Celtics are heads and tails above the best teams. Absolutely. Speaking of the Denver Nuggets, the Nuggets are now 28th in transition basketball in the NBA. Big deal or no deal? I, I really don't think that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's no deal. Just simply because, like, and I'll use the Grizzlies as an example here. The Grizzlies are awesome in that category, but they're last in the half-court mm-hmm. offense, which Denver is one of the top half-court offenses in the NBA. What happens in the playoffs? Your worst, weakest link gets heightened, but it can get overcome if you have a mm-hmm. half-court offense. So I think that'll be that, that'll be fine. I agree. It is no deal. I get they were seventh in the NBA in transition last year, but 
Have court basketball win wins championships. Games. It does exactly like you said. All right, big deal or no deal. Donovan Mitchell's Cavs are now fourteen and twelve. Yeah, they suck, <laughs> dude. They're horrible. Mm-hmm. And Evan Mobley's out for eight weeks now. Uh, Darius Garland's out for a couple weeks. This team sucks. It's it's a sad day in Cleveland. This is a big deal because our prophecy will come through. He will demand a trade by the end of the year. It might be trade deadline. Yeah, Kevin O'Connor and Chris Vernon had the most interesting conversation on their podcast Friday, and they were talking about, <clears throat> really, if you're in Cleveland spot, do you just go ahead and trade Donovan Mitchell now when his um, price is at an all-time high, or do you wait until he's unhappy and then everybody knows that he's unhappy, lose all leverage, and get pennies on the dollar. What do you I doing? would trade him now. I, I get your most value out of it. I, I sadly do think the coach probably is going to need to change. Um, yes, I do too. You've just not been able to utilize Evan Mobley, Jared. Like you have a on paper, could be the scariest defense mixed with one of the scariest half-court mm-hmm. offenses, and you just can't do it. And I think that's an issue, but I would trade them now before it gets low. I, I agree. I know they have not been healthy this year. They have only have a handful of games with all of those guys starting. Yeah. But we saw them healthy get drummed by the average New York Knicks last yep. year. That yep. happened. Like, bad. Like, yes. put up the lowest amount of points ever. Yes. It was bad. Uh, I If I'm them, I'd already be looking for trades. Maybe yeah. go try and – I, I, I would have already – after that New York thing, J.B. Bakerstaff would have been walking out the door. Yeah, I, I agree. It's I like the Brandon Staley thing. We're sitting there, and you're like, mm-hmm. how can you justify keeping mm-hmm. this dude? Yep. And then you wait for it to get to the the boiling point like mm-hmm. it did with the, the it, Raiders beating you 63-20 right. to 20-something. Mm-hmm. And now you're like, all right, finally. Exactly. And it's coined the term. I mean, Donovan Mitchell wanting to leave is the worst-kept secret in the NBA. That, yep. It's what it's talked about with NBA writers and NBA circles right now. Final one, big deal or no deal. Zion's Pelicans have won four in a row since their embarrassing in-season tournament loss. I think this is a big deal. and it, I, it, You're going to be – Weirded out by my phrasing of this, but like it's the fact that we didn't believe this team could actually compete with the team that they have, and they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And so, like that in itself is a big deal because I was of the opinion that they were going to need to make some roster reconstruction, just kind of fit things because this team didn't fit. And now they're going out and beating teams. They mollywopped, uh, who was it that they beat like the very first game after the uh, play in tournament or in season tournament? Uh, it was the Kings. It was the Kings. They they Zion, uh, he had a 36-point yeah. night. And, uh, yeah, because it was after he was called fat for like a week and everybody was just making fun of him, Barkley, called him a loaf, like yeah. all this stuff. Stephen A. was on him. Like everybody was on him, and he just goes out and dominates and beats a playoff team. Like yeah. it's impressive. I still can't believe Stephen A. Smith had the balls to say, like he was at – he was in Vegas at the game. And he said, when Zion went to the line, I saw his belly bounce. Yeah, that's crazy. Heard, I don't even know like where that thought comes that's from. That's crazy. I guess he actually did see something bounce. He had to. Yeah. He had to. Speaking of Zion Williamson, um, another NBA kind of off-court topic that happened, not with Zion, but similarly, Anthony Edwards, a star in this league. He's having a career year. The Timberwolves one of the best teams in the entire league. He um, went viral this morning. I I woke up and opened Twitter and saw that Kenny Lofton had been cut, and that's when I sent it to you guys. We'll talk about that later. But I also see, saw a bunch of screenshots of text from Anthony Edwards' baby mama. <laughs> All this started when she, Paige Dorday is her name. She's like a like 
Instagram slash uh, adult star, I should say. <laughs> um, she claimed she was pregnant with Anthony Edwards' daughter. There were four screenshots she posts on her Instagram story, and it kind of exposed Ant's response. And I know women's rights are a real thing, but I couldn't help but laugh. Because it just seems like he deals with, with this all the time. And in him handling this was so bad. It was so funny. <laughs> the messages showed Edwards telling Jorday he would send money for an abortion. These were the, some of the quotes. He, um, I'm just going to read the text. I'm going to pull up the uh, screenshots themselves and, and read straight off the text. Because I don't want to mess anything up. It's just you know, so thoughtful of Anthony Edwards <laughs> to say all of these things. He had So it started with... Her sending a picture of the positive pregnancy test, and he his response is, hell no, nah, I can't do this. <laughs> and she goes, what a great response. He goes, get an abortion, LOL. Not LOL. Get an abortion, LOL, is word for word what bro oh. said. He goes, honestly, she said, honestly, I had an abortion with my son around two years ago, and I regret it every day. Me? Because there's bullshit on both sides of this. Both yeah. people made mistakes. I think she wants a paycheck for the rest of her life. Completely understandable. You do not handle it this way if you're Anthony Edwards. This is both sides. Yeah. Aunt responds, man, you can't force a kid into world. You don't know what it is yet. And she said, that's not the point. And he goes, yeah, but I don't want a kid. I will send you money to help you out. I don't want kids. Let's handle this like grownups. And she didn't respond. He uh, sends another text. You got the money. What's the hole up? Because you now you finna cause a problem. <laughs> and she sends a like a, like a paragraph. I'm not gonna read all of it. Um, and he goes, okay, just make sure I got the video of the box with the right pills, talking about uh, birth control and abortion and all this other stuff. And he goes, days go by. She sent a picture of a black baby and said, look how cute though. Broken heart emoji. Anthony Edwards goes, send the video. A day later, he responds, send the video. Then he, she says, I haven't even taken them. He goes, send the video. Why are you repeating the same shit? The video, question mark. <laughs> I was asleep, okay? Where the video the next day? <laughs> and that's how it ends. She screenshotted all this and posted it on Instagram. And now Anthony mm. Edwards had to release a statement responding <laughs> to all this. I didn't think he'd respond, you know, just hours after it. Leak, you could try yeah. to, you know, dodge the whole thing entirely, but he, <laughs> oh, I think no. he, Timberwolves PR wrote this. I can't imagine he wrote this himself the way he seems to text. <laughs> Anthony Edwards said, I made comments in the heat of the moment that are not me and that are not aligned with what I believe and who I want to be as a man. All men should be supported, empowered. I'm handling my personal matters privately and will not be commenting on them any further at this time. That's Hell no, nah, I don't want to do this. Hell Get an abortion, LOL. LOL. That is crazy. Yeah. You could have, like, if you had given me that factor, factor no, I would have said no, because there's no way that that is real. Like, that's funnier than the Mariah Mills. And this is in a TikTok seg segment, real or fake, and I wanted to give you the heads up on this. That's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. You can't make this shit up, man. Because... Because, like, I knew about the Kenny Lofton thing because Leah texted me yesterday, and then you texted me this morning, and I was just already over. Mm -hmm. I had already mm -hmm. cried in my pillow mm -hmm. about Kenny Lofton being gone, but yeah. Snacks ran off no more. But that I had not seen yet. Mm -hmm. need to get on Twitter more. It's ridiculous. That is crazy. I think that, like, let me see how many likes that tweet had. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Edwards' apology has 27,000 likes, 5.9 million views on his apology. Jeez. <laughs> and his, uh, the original screenshots has... 
11 million views. So 11 million people have seen his text of getting an abortion. <laughs> well, I'm That's sure he's crazy. facing a lot of scrutiny. But, you know, he gets to uh, get his mind off it. He's going to play the Miami Heat tonight <laughs> after this happened today. Shout out Jimmy Butler. Did you see that game winner? Yeah, shout out to JB, yeah. man. Shout out to JB. Hemi. Timothy Butler. Every now and then, the regular season, you start to see a little playoff. You see a little playoff. You know, he Jimmy. basically takes off until April. Yeah, uh, he's about to. Yeah. Come come January, February, Jimmy Butler starts to being Jimmy Butler again. One hundred percent. Speaking of Kenny Lofton, um, pour one out for Kenny. Yeah, pour one out for Kenny. John Morant had nothing to do with this, but his return did. Yeah. So we know we talked about how important Biombo's been to this team. The suspension exemption was used to sign Biombo five games into the season. That basically means you get an extra roster spot if you have a player that's suspended. They used that to sign Biombo. Biombo has started 19 games for this team. They were not going to cut him. Uh, r- rumors were Jake LaRavia. They they're decided not to cut him. They went with Kenny Lofton. The Grizzly coaching staff got asked by the commercial appeal, why did he not see the floor when six of the top eight players were out? They pointed to defense, and they also pointed to style of play. They like to run up and down the floor. Kenny is not that, and the defense was a big factor. Kenny Lofton, uh, who had 42 in his only career start at the end of the season last year, uh, he had gotten a four-year deal and reward for winning G League Rookie of the Year. He uh, took to Twitter after all this, said, appreciate the love and opportunity in Memphis, all love. Uh, he showed up to training camp at 295, almost 300 pounds. He has now recently lost that because he knows he's going to have to uh, be trying out for other teams. It's a sad story. He has so much talent, but when you cannot provide defensively, it's hard for young guys to get on the floor. For sure, for sure. And uh, when Leah texted me, I saw she literally just sent out of the blue, I saw Kenny Lofton's parting ways. What? Question mark? <laughs> exclamation point, exclamation point. Uh, cut Jake Laravia or Zaire or hell, even Santi soft ass. <laughs> and she just sends back, yep, period. <laughs> um, I loved Kenny Lofton, but I do – he was never going to fit on this team, and he was always going to be the third or fourth power forward or center. We knew it with the six in the top yeah. eight out. It was like, if he's not playing now, yeah. when in the hell is And he you saw play? them give chances, but then they were like, uh, he's a minus 11 in two whole minutes. Like, we yeah. got to get him out of here. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was just one of those things that he never took the bull by the horns and just went and got it. what it's his. And what's even more sad is the fact that that under-18 Olympics team Everyone on that team was like, he's the best player, mm-hmm. like hands down. He has the talent. I hope he finds his fittings or his footing somewhere else, maybe like a Miami, just somebody that will get him in shape. I just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think he can pass the test, <laughs> the, yeah. the stamina yeah. test mm-hmm. to get into Miami. But, like, he just needs a team that has a lot of discipline and has that vet that will look at you like a vet looked at Chuck a few uh, when Chuck was getting mm-hmm. going saying, you're fat, get healthy, get in shape. He's got to figure that out, and I think – he needs to always be playing basketball, so I personally feel like he just needs to be in a situation where he can mm-hmm. play minutes because I feel like when he doesn't play, that's when he puts on the weight. These NBA guys have to have that extra gear after they yes. get the contract to continue to get better. The contract was at the starting line for him. He treated it like the finish line and did not stay in shape all summer. Showed up to training camp, and that was the death of his existence. Really it really was. It really Memphis was. Grizzlies. Sad story, but I think the Miami Heat can get it right. He's going to have opportunities. Average yeah. 20 and 10 in the G League, like I said, rookie of the year down there last year. Uh, but it's hard 
with a body that big and minus the athleticism of a Zion Williamson to get on the floor and be a franchise guy. That's true. Yeah, it's true. But I wish him the best. And honestly, the best thing for him is probably just find a way to get in the G League and fight your way. Because honestly, the G League guys make money now. Yeah, it's yeah. not like like you can still make money playing basketball. So yeah, like, yeah. I think he'll find his footing, man. I, I really do, and I wish him the best. I love I love Snacks Randolph. Yeah, it was an iconic uh, player for us. For it was. Sure. It was. Um, you got anything else you want to get into? I do have something. You know, I was in the building for a Memphis Grizzlies game uh, this past weekend. You know, Friday. Looked oh, at, you don't talk about Dylan Brooks. Oh, villain Dylan came back into the building. Um, starting lineups were announced. So, fun fact. So, Lee and I, I was trying to get there, like, super early. We leave here. I think the game was at 7. We leave here, like, 5.15, like, 5.30, like, right after she gets off work. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... She's like, hey, can we go grab something to eat? I'm like, sure, sure, sure. We'll grab some, something to go and just go real quick. Like, it's no biggie. Like, we're, we have an hour and a half. So, I'm like, what do you want? And she's like, Burke. I'm like, all right. Mm-hmm. You want to go cookout? You want to go to Whataburger? Like, what are you feeling? She's like, we'll, we'll see which line's longer, and then we'll, we'll choose. So, we get there. First mistake, I went to the Winchester 385 Whataburger slash cookout location. And I was like, Whataburger's got four people in line. We're going Whataburger. Know where this is going. 45 effing minutes later, I get my food and I'm sprinting, like speeding down to the FedEx Forum. I get there 10 minutes before tip off when I left my house an hour and a half early. Jack, how long does it take us to get to the FedEx Forum? Maybe 25, 25, 30. Yeah. Hour and a half I left and I got to the game 10 minutes before tip off. Shout out Whataburger. Won't ever be going back. Um, but the burger was odd. Bad shout out to Whataburger. Yeah, dude. I've never that. been a fan of Whataburger. What do you get of. there? I mean, I got a burger and I just took an allergy pill after I did yeah. it. But uh, I used to get like whenever I could eat bread, I used to get as my contacts falling out. Uh, I used to get uh, they had like this like bacon, this barbecue bacon yeah. burger or something. Yeah, no, they they had decent food. That their bre- fire, their breakfast yeah. is really good. Their mm. breakfast is good. I do support their breakfast, but yeah. took forever in four days, and then all they had to say was sorry. And I was like, just give me my food. I was so I was hangry at that point too. Well, you know. yeah. But anywho, I get to the game ten minutes early. So Leah happy with it? She was she was just more upset that I wasn't getting my wrapping paper. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that. It was a fun night. I promise. I promise. Yeah. Um, so we get there ten minutes early. The teams are already out there warming up, doing the layup lines and stuff. Dylan just leaves the side of the Houston Rockets warm up, and he is just standing there like this. Yeah, he does, like doing. staring right in front of all of our players, yeah. just standing where he's going to stand for the national anthem. I'm like, I'm booing this mf'er till the cows come home. Yep. So he, that's his like tradition this year. It's bizarre. It's so weird, mm-hmm. especially in Memphis too. So like he he's sitting there. I'm already feeling weird vibes. We're up in the rafters. Uh, I had requested Leah multiple times because you and I had talked about what is he going to get, and I had said there's going to be a tribute video, and I had kind of leaned towards the crowd was going to cheer him and. You and I stand on the side of this guy Not literally shot ten percent in the yeah. Lakers series. He shot ten percent from three in the Lakers series. He took more shots than Jimmy Butler, DeMontis Sabonis, De'Aaron Fox, and James Harden last season and shot a lower percentage than all those guys I just named. That happened. A role player took more shots than that player last year. That happened. Yeah. We're like, we're not doing revisionist history. Yeah. If we have to cheer or boo, I'm choosing to boo, not because I'm a sore loser. I'm happy Ime Adoka is letting him that. have a career year. But he did not play that way when he was with us. He yeah. lost us multiple games. Multiple playoff games. And Seriously. I know he was here for two fifty win seasons. The first one, Jaws' third year, 
Dylan was out Dylan for like 20 games. Dylan missed almost 60 games that oh, season. He did that. not play at all that season, and we won 50 games without him. Yeah. Like I said earlier, we missed six of our top eight guys. You and I were going to boo him. I wasn't there. I was with family. I had asked Lee. I was like, please send me a video. Because oh, yeah. it's hysterical to oh, yeah. watch me, to have Cooper boo somebody. I get a video from Leah that you're booing somebody. Yeah, so starting lineups come out. They obviously do the away team first. Dylan Brooks, I'm a howling. I'm boo, boo. And I'm like, and I text you like immediately after the starting lineups and everything because I'm hyped now. I'm booing. Um, and I'm like, they didn't do a tribute video. And so I'm like, that makes it so much easier to boo them. Like, if you're not going to, like, applaud them. And then after the first time out, they do the tribute video. And I'm sitting there, I'm watching the tribute video. They start with his opening press conference, dude. Like, draft day, baby he's face. there, baby face Dylan. And I'm like, man, it, he was here for seven years. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, and then they showed him like doing all this like they purposely the put the Saint Jude yeah they stuff put Saint Jude kids Marcus Smart has done more for the yeah. community in three months than Dylan Brooks and that's what I said and then they like showed him like blocking Darius Garland they showed him getting in Draymond's face and I was like all right that's a really good hype they video. weren't showing him punching Donovan Mitchell in the balls yes. or calling out the King for or, being old and drop getting twenty twenty on his head or breaking the code on Gary Payton which yeah. we don't even have to get into that conversation Steve Kerr's a moron mm-hmm. um, but. I'm sitting there, and I, I was like – so I had a few conversations in, earlier in the game with a couple of friends that I was sitting next to, and the dude sitting next to us was a really cool dude, at season ticket holder right there. Um, and they were, I was like, are y'all going to boo or not? And they were like, we'll give them the pity clap. We'll give them the pity golf clap. After the tribute video, I couldn't boo a guy that was holding a St. Jude kid, so I gave him the pity golf clap. I purposely did that, and I got a video of that, and I called him an effing op in all caps, actually. Well – you can call me what you will, but the boos were working because he was one for eight for two points in the first half Yep, and then busted our ass in the second half. I was like, what in the hell did we do? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was so mad. I've never left the Grizzlies game more mad than I did that one. I'm going to pose you a question. Do you ever remember him hitting a, a Hell a no. Shot? Exactly. For seven years, he did not. Hell no. I don't want the revision of the history that this is Dylan Brooks. He made a shot. That he missed 28,000 times. In the yes. Memphis Grizzlies. The only one I remember was that Spurs game where it was a buck naked nope. three that uh, Tyus passed over and we came back and won that game. But the only like clutch moments that I remember of Dylan were defensive moments. Mm-hmm. So, I like, agree. no, no big shots. Because every time you would pass him the ball on a big shot, you're like, please just go in. And it would brick every time. I mean, there's really not many people on this team that have hit a massive. Games clinching shot other than Demetrius Jamal Moran, yeah, speak, who comes back. Speaking of that, he is three and zero now against the Grizzlies. He said afterwards he wants to beat the the Grizzlies literally every time he plays him. I'm glad he hit a big shot in December against a six and eighteen team without cool. six of their top eighteen players. I'm going to quote. Um, Draymond Green, the dynasty starts after him, and it will. We will see them in January with our leader, yep. who he will be guarding. He won't be guarding Desmond Bain. He'll be guarding Ja, and I think Ja will have an ja historic night against cook Dylan Brooks. Him. We will see what happens in January. He can be. He can have this 500-ass season with the Houston Rockets. We may be there as well, but we'll see uh, next year who he's with and how tired that fan base will be of him. Yeah. Ime Udoka has pulled the best so far. We're not even at Christmas yet. Yeah, we'll see. It will come we'll back. See. Also, the Rockets logo in his head is just absolutely absurd. It is absurd. Yeah. You saw it, right? It reminds me of, like, whenever I used to go to first grade and, like, <clears throat> um, 
there'd be like logos or like letters and kids' heads, and it was super cool then, you know, when you're like seven years old. But I mean, Gerald Green pulled it off in 2013, 10 years ago, but it was like really the timing of it. I'm going to be this immature, and meanwhile, you're texting a Grizzlies reporter, a female from Canada who you're probably effing on about how excited they're coming to Memphis. Crazy. I, I don't. Dylan Brooks slander. I, I, honestly, that game, more so than Dylan, I was sitting there and I'm like, the only three players who should ever shoot this ball are Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Vince Williams. Mm-hmm. Those were the only three dudes that I was like, if they shoot it, I'm cool with it. If anybody else does, I'm pissed. Because mm-hmm. there was a moment in that game, Jack. Did you watch it by chance? Yeah, watch I watched it. Okay. I watched it because I, I, I knew as soon as it let go, I was like, of course that's going to go in. When we tied it up or something like that, because it was a tight game right there at the end, we tied it up. We get a stop, and we're on a fast break, four-on-two fast break. We swing, swing swing to David Roddy in the corner. I'm like, it's four on two. Yeah. Drive. Vince Williams should not have passed up that three. I was so mad. He should not have passed it up. And ending that game, I'd never seen Jaron Jackson so bad. He walked straight off the court. Yeah. And he didn't. Because, like, you you are about to grasp all the momentum. They came back from your lead, and you come back from their lead, and you're about to take all of the momentum – that crowd was going to be on them and suffocating them because it was a bigger crowd than I sent you. Like, it filled up, like, by the time the game started. And it's a David Roddy corner three. I was so mad. Yep. I, I, I was despondent. I was just sitting there with my hands on my head just like this for the remainder of the game. Like, I didn't even watch most – because I was like, it's four on two. Like, mm-hmm. worst-case scenario, Desmond Bain just takes it to the basket and gets fouled. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's worst-case scenario. But you got to come away with a bucket there. Mm-hmm. And we did it, and then they obviously went on, hit a big shot, Switching beat the game. to good topics, we're 24 hours away from John Morant's return in New Orleans against the only person that was drafted ahead of him in Zion Williamson. Uh, last year in New Orleans, iconic game, the no-look steal from the out-of-bounds yes. plays where he turned around and timed it perfectly. And also the switch-hand dunk in midair. And, and what? Oh, give me sorry. a prediction of what he does. I'm going to say he's a little rusty, and by rusty, that's a 23, 25-point <laughs> night for Ja. You add that, I'm happy with just having yeah. him back, but I say 23 to 25, and his home debut is where he goes crazy, selfishly because you and I will be there on Thursday against Tyrese Halliburton. But give me a prediction for tomorrow. I'm going to go uh, easy 22-10, mm-hmm. uh, obviously assist. Mm-hmm. I think I think he's going to start out rusty, like you said. Mm-hmm. I think the shots are not going to fall, so he's going to pick up on the assist department, which is what we've mm-hmm. desperately been lacking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I think we'll see a big Jaron game, honestly. I really do. Um, but I think it's because Ja is going to set up a lot of Jaron buckets in this game. And I do think they're going to show a lot of Ja. Like, I think in their his first game back, they're going to show a lot at him. Mm-hmm. Herb Jones always plays his butt off against Ja. Mm-hmm. But I do see him having a slower day starting in that second, mm-hmm. that third quarter. He's going to probably bust off for, like, 10 to 15. And he's going to end with 20, 22, 25, somewhere in there. Yep, 15 pounds heavier now, too. He was 173 last year. He's 188 now. He will have one highlight dunk, though. Yes, I, I do he, want to put that He will that definitely there. have a highlight for sure. Hopefully they can get the win. Uh, we got Christmas to get to. I yeah. a couple weeks ago, I gifted uh, Cooper the the gift of seeing his favorite player Tyrese Halliburton against John Morant's Memphis debut. We'll be there on Thursday, and this has been torturing me under our tree, tree for a while. On the other side of this camera for a while, I hadn't peeked. I'd show good self discipline when I'm sitting there watching <laughs> TV every night, wondering what the hell could that be. So now obviously, 
shout out. I just want to start by saying this. Uh, for those of y'all that have been with us for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Or, well, we're coming up on two years almost uh, mm-hmm. when, when February. Perfect. Appreciate all y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to this guy. Uh, he's dedicated his life to doing this, and he, he busts his ass every day. And then that. he goes and just goes a step beyond. He he gets everybody a gift. He's thoughtful and caring and does all that. Got me tickets to see front row and be personal to two of my favorite basketball players ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was sitting there, and I was already planning on getting you something. But after you did that, I was like, all right, I got I to gotta, I gotta bust my ass and get something real good. No, you don't. I was like – and so, you know, I'm sitting there on Black Friday. I'm just scrolling – getting family gifts first, getting that all out of the way. And then I scroll past something. I'm like, there it is. I was like, I'm getting to see Tyrese Halliburton in person. Mm-hmm. I was like, who does Jack love more than outside of any Grizzlies player? Who's Jack love? And so I saw it and I went for it. Oh God! Without oh, further ado, Merry Christmas to my best friend, my roommate, the best oh, host in the world. Oh my God! I almost I, bought this the other day, I'm bro. Glad you didn't. Oh I saw my it. God! I saw it and I went for it. Let's go, Lamelo Ball. Got him a little Lamelo Ball, and that's dude, the best jersey too. They have dude. clean jerseys, oh and that was God. the thing. That was what that was what hung me up. I sat Let's there and I'm like, go. which one do I want to get? I was like, because the Hornets jerseys so clean. The Hornets dude. have some of the cleanest jerseys in the franchise, and then to make. Like things better. I was sitting there, and of course, he gets hurt like a week after I buy this, and I'm like, <laughs> I I'm do like, not no. care. I and do not care. Last week, thank you, brother. Like, Bring bro, it in. Bro. I love you too, bro. Oh, last week you mentioned on the pod, you said Lamelo is playing. He's he, he's back. He's mm-hmm. he's ramping up. He's coming back soon. And I was like, is Lamelo probably your favorite player aside from John? You were like, absolutely. And I was like. Hit the nail on the head. Oh, my the God, dude. Thank you so much. I love you, dog. Thanks I for the kind words, man. I got you, brother. Um, I, I, I say this time and time again, even today, dude, with uh, my dumbass not plugging the computer in. <laughs> my computer should be able to survive, but with all yeah. the editing and stuff, the batteries just shot, so it died. He was super patient with it. He shows up on time every day. He texts me on days like today about, hey, can I bring this? I'm like, dude, you don't even need to ask me. You have been so consistent with this. And I'm just so thankful for you and this gift and Bro, just everything you do you. every day. Honestly, the, if the Baker jersey wasn't 120 at the time, because yeah. Baker like <laughs> Baker was still high, I was like, dog, Dude. NFL jerseys are ridiculous. They are ridiculous. And I knew you like basketball jerseys better. Yeah, they fit true. better. Come on. So I saw that one, and I was Best. like, we're going for it. Dude, thank you so we're going much, for brother. It. Crow, Merry crow. Christmas, bro. We'll have to go see a LaMelo game. Just, we're going to have a great week. It's job week, bro. It is job week. Hey, are you going to trivia tomorrow? I don't know yet because Leah texted me about going to see Christmas lights, so I'm okay. like, I don't know what I'm doing yet. All right, because I was either I'm either gonna watch that game here or it's gonna watch it at Brookhaven oh, if we went. Dude, Brookhaven will be wild I tomorrow. Know, I know we'd have to get there. We might, early. Yeah. I might have to tell her we're postponing Christmas lights. Oh, I forgot Josh's coming back. Like, no, Josh's coming back. Okay, I'll right. be front and center Respect. to watch Josh. All right, but yeah, so I'd be down to go to Brookhaven to watch. I it. would be too. Yeah, I would be too. Uh, I'll, I'll, are you working Thursday? You're not. Are you? Uh, no, I'm done Wednesday. All right, so we gotta. Uh, you gonna leave here at like? Um... Oh, we can leave. Literally, if you told me we're leaving at noon, I'm <laughs> like, you, I'm, you I'm not playing. You and issue for like, uh, like, like four thirty. Yeah. All right. We four thirty. We're not stopping by Whataburger. I'll tell you that. <laughs> you sure you? F that establishment, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, oh my god, dude, this it's crazy! So hard, I, I loved it. Honestly, they all of their jerseys are so clean. Yes, dude. all of them, They're except so for the nice. one that says. Never mind. I'll say that all fair. 
what, what does it say? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. It's like their city edition that's just CLT on the front. <laughs> yeah. I hate those. Those are so <laughs> those bad. Are not good. That is trashy, bro. Those are not good. <laughs> that is trashy. Their home and away are the best. Their home and away. Really, They're good. For They're sure. clean. Yeah, 100%. All right. Um, let's go ahead and wrap this up. We got some TikToks to record. I know you got some plans. Thank you so much again, brother. We'll be back here on Friday. We'll tell you everything we saw. Uh, from that Thursday night game, we'll have two jaw games under our belt. One, we will be there in person. We can't wait to divulge everything that happens. Cooper, Absolutely. thank you again for the gift. And you. see you guys on Friday. Peace. Peace.